Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shabbos Lamed Vav. However, we're starting Lamed Hamud Bey is the bottom line, five words into the line, Amrle. We're in the middle of the sugi explaining that the Chazan HaKnesses would blow the Shefer Erev Shabbos in order to alert people to stop doing Malacha. We had said that he's not allowed to carry the Shefer afterwards and he has to leave it on his roof in a hiding place. The Gemara seemingly asks Astira. One hand, we have a Brisa telling us that a person may not carry a Shefer or a which is a trumpet on Shabbos. Another Brisa told us that a Shefer may be carried and only a is not allowed to be carried. And Rav Yosef had told us it's not a problem. A private shifer may be carried because it could also be used as a cup for a child, whereas a public shifer, a tzibur shifer, may not be carried, and so therefore that's the answer between the two different brises. Amalei Abaye, Abaye tells Rav Yosef, What is a private shifer fit for? Since a person could scoop out water for a child and use it as a cup. So, but Nami, even a public shaper could be used for that. It could be used to feed a poor child because it is incumbent upon the tzibor to feed the poor children. So, therefore, that also may be used. The soon, furthermore, I have a problem. Hatatan, you have a brysa. The same way the one may carry a shaper. A person may also carry trumpets. Money, who's that like? That's not like anyone, any of the reasons that we just previously mentioned. So we seem to have a big stira. On one hand, we have a brisa that tells us no carrying a shayfer or chatzaytra. Another brisa tells us yes, carrying a shayfer, but no chatzaytra. And then another brisa tells us that you may carry a shayfer and a chatzaytra. So Gemara says no, no problem. Elulaykash, it's not a problem. Harab Yehuda, Harab Shimon, Harab Nechemi is the three different prices, the three different Manda Amrim. We know that it's Machlek between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon all across Hilchas Shabbos. Rabbi Shimon is very lenient regarding Mokta, so therefore he says that both a Shaifer and a Chatzaytar are allowed to be carried. He's the Manda Amrim, the last Brisa. Rabbi Yehuda only allows things to be carried if they have a use on Shabbos. A Shaifer that could be used as a vessel for a child, therefore could be carried on Shabbos, public or private. Whereas a Chatzaytar, which is a trumpet, since it's not curved, it can't be used as a cup, therefore may not be carried. And Rabbi Nechemia, he's the most machmir, he's the most stringent. He says that even if a vessel does have another use, you may only use a vessel for its specific intended use, such as, let's say, a knife, for example, that's meant for cutting meat. You may not use it for any other purpose of cutting if it's not specifically to cut meat. And therefore, a shaifer, even though it could technically be used as a vessel, it may not be carried at all since it's only meant for blowing shaifer. That's what the main purpose of a shaifer is and may not be carried on Shabbos. And that's the our first price that I told us, no carrying a shaifer or a That's Rabbi Nechemia. But now the Gemara asks, hold on one second. If the Bryce of Nechemia is the most machamah, you're not allowed to carry a shaifer or a something's wrong. Because if a shaifer that can be used as a vessel still may not be carried, then what's the Chiddush in telling me that you're also not allowed to carry a chatzaytra? It doesn't make sense to say, no carrying a shoifer or chatzaytra, it's redundant. So the Gemara explains, umay shoifer, nami. So what exactly does the Brisa mean by no carrying a shoifer or chatzaytra? Chatzaytras. When it says shoifer, it actually is referring to chatzaytras. So it makes sense. When it says no carrying a shoifer or chatzaytra, it really means no carrying a chatzaytra or a shoifer. And now the progression makes sense. Now this does seem a little bit confusing, so the Gemara continues to explain. Kid Rav Chizda, this is like Rav Chizda. Dom Rav Chizda, Hani Klasmili, the following three things: Ishtani Shmayu Mechichar Mikdash. Their names changed once the Beis Mikdash was destroyed. Chatzitzarta Shayfra, Shayfra Chatzitzarta, a Chatzitzus, and a Shayfra. The name was changed, and therefore that's why Rav Nechemia changed it around in his Brisa because when he says Shayfra, he's really referring to Chatzitzus, and Chatzitzus is really referring to Shayfra. The Gemara says, "Lo Minaf Kamino." What's the difference if the name changed? Lo Shayfra Shal Rosh Regarding Shaifer and Rosh Hashanah, if you tell someone, go get me a Shaifer, he's going to bring you a Chatzaitra, and that's the wrong thing. You have to tell him, go bring me a Chatzaitra, then he'll bring you a Shaifer. 
continues the Gemara explaining these the other two things that their names changed. Arava, Tzavtzafa, Tzavtzafa Arava, that Arava, its name changed to Tzavtzafa, and Tzavtzafa's name changed to Arava. What's the difference, Lululav? If you want someone to go get you Aravas for your Lulav, don't say get me Aravas, tell them go get me Tzavtzafa. And Pesaira, Pesarta, Pesarta, Pesaira, which are different sized tables, what's the difference? You go into the store, you say, give me a Pesaira, he'll give you a Pesarta, and vice versa, you gotta be careful. Amr Abayabai says, he adds in his own. Af Anu Naimar, we also change, changed words. Huvlila, Bekasi, Bekasi, Huvlila, which are different parts of the animal's stomach. Lamaina what's the difference, what it's called? If a person finds a needle inside the thickness of the Besakaisis, which is part of the stomach of an animal, if you find the needle only poking into one side, the animal is still considered a kshera, but if it's poking through both sides, trefa, the animal is a trefa because it wouldn't be able to live out the 12 months. And therefore, it's important what we call the part of the animal to determine whether or not it's actually going to be a trefa if we find the needle in it. And Amravashi, Ravashi adds in his own, we also say, Bavel, Bursif, Bursif, Bavel. The place that was called Bavel is now called Bursif. And the place that was Bursif now is called Bavel. Turn to Lamed Vav and Bez on the top. Lamein Afkamina, what's the difference? Legite Nashim, referring to a, a get of a woman. We know it has to have the name of the place where she's from. And if you fill out the wrong name, so then you have the wrong name of the wrong place and it's not considered a valid get. So you have to be careful regarding these names. Also, Hajun Likin, we should be Zechah to finish. Mesechah Shabbos and all of Shas together. Now there are two main topics discussed in this next parak: Bishel cooking and Muktzah. The first part is discussing Bishel, so we're going to focus on that. In order to keep food hot for Shabbos, one must do one of two things. Either Shehiyah, which is leaving food on the fire, or Hatmana, which is insulating it. Midday Raisa, one may do Shehiyah, leave food on the fire. However, since as the coals burn, they form an ash layer, and therefore they become cooled off, the Chachamim were afraid that one may stoke the coals, Chitue Begechalim, or Shema Yechate Begechalim, perhaps one's going to stoke the coals, which is an Isser of Mavir, lighting a fire. Therefore, they impose certain restrictions on the permitted way of Shehiyah. Chazara, which is returning cooked fire to the food on Shabbos, again, midairais, it's permitted. However, since to the untrained eye, it can look like cooking, mechzi kimavashel, look like cooking, or if the food cooled off, then there's actually the chashash of chita b'gachalim, again, stoking the coals, the chachamim only allowed chazara if certain conditions are fulfilled. Now, some more important terminology, which we're going to meet throughout this parak, is that when coals are raked out of the oven or stove, thereby significantly decreasing the heat, it's called garuf or ligrof es hagachalim, to rake the coals out. And when coals are purposely covered with a layer of dirt to cool them down, it's called katum, covered over. These two terms are usually used together and the term is called garif v'katum, raked and covered over. Now the Mishnah tells us, kira, a kira is a rectangular stove which had the heat source in the bottom of the stove. You could either place the pot of food inside the stove onto the coals, slightly above the coals on like a little platform that was built, or actually on top of the kira on the lip of this rectangular stove. A kira can hold two pots, and we're going to see in the Mishnah later that there's something called a kupach and a tanner, which are also different types of heating implements. So this kira, shisikua bakash guvava, that was fired up, its heat source is kash or guvava, which is straw or stubble, noisenolaya tavshil, you may place a tavshil on it. However, if the heat source is pulp from le- the leftovers of olives or sesame after they were crushed, ube'etzim or wood, you're not allowed to place food on it until you do karif, you rake out 
out the coals, until you place dirt on top of them. You may place water, but not a dish. You can put water and a dish on. You could take food from it, but not put food back on it. You could also put food back on it. And now let's focus. Our Mishnah had just given us a couple of restrictions that allow us with certain conditions fulfilled to place food onto a stove or to take food off of a stove. And the subject matter of the next daf and a half of Gemara is to try to figure out, are we talking about Shehiya in this Mishnah? Are we talking about Chazara in this Mishnah? And if it's Shehiya or Chazara, that means that the restrictions mentioned in the Mishnah until it's Garif Vakatam are going to apply to Shehiya or Chazara. Says the Gemara, Ibayalhu, the Gemara asks, When it says in the Mishnah, the first part of the Mishnah, Lo Yitain, is that referring to Chazara? Avalishhois, but if someone wants to do Shehiya on Arab Shabbos, Mashin, he may do so, even though it's not Garfakatam, meaning the only the restrictions of the Mishnah only apply to Chazara on Shabbos, but not Shehiya before Shabbos. And Umani Chananyahi, who would our Mishnah be like? It would be like Chananya. The Tanya Chananya Omer, Chananya tells us, Koshu Kamacho Benjusai, any food that's like Macho Benjusai, which we've already encountered, he was a robber and he cooked his food only a third, and so therefore that is considered food that is cooked, if it's cooked a third, then you're allowed to put it on top of a kira, even though it's not garfakatum Erev Shabbos, or perhaps Lishais Tanan. Our Mishnah is telling us a halacha regarding Shehiya, vi Garfakatum in. If it's Garfakatum, then you're allowed to do Shehiya on Erev Shabbos. Eloi Loi, however, it's not Garfakatum, you're not allowed to. Vachal Shekin Lahachser. And for sure to do Chazara on Shabbos, one may not do so unless they have these restrictions of the Mishnah. Tashma, the Gemara is going to attempt its first proof. Medikatani Trey Bavi Masisin. Since there's two cases of the Mishnah, two machloikasin between Beisham and Beishelo. Beisham Ayimer Beisham says, Cham and Avaloi Tavshil, and Beisholo Ayimer Cham and Vitavshil. And Beisham Ayimer Noitlan Avaloi Machzirin, Ubeisholo Ayimer Af Machzirin. So we can learn from that. Iyamrit Peshlema says the Gemara, Lishhois Tanan, that the topic of our Mishnah is Shehiya, Hachikatani, so this is what the Mishnah is saying. Kira Shisiku Bakashik Vava, a Kira that was fired up with straw or stubble, Mashin. Then you're allowed to do shihir with a dish. However, if it's with gefes or wood, you're not allowed to do shihir unless it's garifakatum, umahin mashin. And what are you allowed to do shihir on? He says, And then the progression of the Mishnah makes sense. And the same way that Bisham Bishel argue regarding shihir, they also argue regarding chazara. You could only take food off the fire, but not do chazara. You could even do chazara. So it seems to be that the Mishnah makes sense. Lishais Tanan, meaning it's the Chacham's opinion. Eli Yamr Lahachzer Tanan, but if you're going to say our Mishnah is just giving us certain stipulations regarding chazara, which it would be Chananya's opinion then. So Hachikatani. This is what the Mishnah would say, a kir that was fired up with kash and gavava, you're allowed to do chazara to a dish, you're not allowed to do chazara on Shabbos, until it's garfakatan, and umahin machzirin, what would you be allowed to do chazara on? The first machlekas in the Mishnah, but now, the, here's the problem, Ubeshil Aimim Af Machzirin, Beshamay now says, You're allowed to take, but you're not allowed to do Chazara. And Beshil says, You're also allowed to do Chazara. Hasulamali, why would I need that? I had just told you in the first part of the Mishnah that the whole subject of their Machlekes is Chazara. So now, why would the Mishnah need to repeat itself with another Machlekes, Besham Beshil, about Chazara? 
if that's what the first part of the Mishnah is talking about. It must be that our Mishnah is like the Chachamim and not Chananya. Says the Gemara Lam and Zayin on the top. No, really our Mishnah is talking about Chazara. We're missing something in the Mishnah. Let's read it like this. A kir that was fired up with Kashin Gvava. You're allowed to do Chazara. If it's Gavas and Eitzim, you're not allowed to do Chazara. Again, on Shabbos, until it's Garf, Aval, here's what we're adding in. Lishhois, if you want to do Shahiyah, Mashin, then you could do Shahiyah. Afal Pisha Ainu Garfa Ainu Katum. Even though it's not Garfa Katun. And Umahin Mashin, Beisham Aimrin, what are you allowed to do Shahiyah on Chamin Avaloi Tavshil? And Beisham Aimrin Chamin Vitavshil. And now back to the first topic, Vaha Chazar da Amrilacha. This topic of Chazar that we were speaking about in the beginning of the Mishnah, Lav Divra Kaili, that's not everyone's opinion. Ella Machlekis Beisham and Beis Hillel, it's actually the subject of Machlekis. So currently, we tried, we attempted our first proof to try to figure out if the Mishnah is talking about Shihia or Chazara. If it's Shihia, it would be the opinion of the Chachamim. If it's Chazara, it would be the opinion of Chananya. However, it has been a failed attempt because we could technically read the Mishnah according to both Chananya and Chachamim. It could be either Shihia or Chazara. Tomorrow we will start again from here with yet another attempted proof to try to figure out who the Mishnah is like. Everyone should have a wonderful day.